1: And welcome to this edition of Faith with Father. I'm your host, Tim Perry, and with me today in studio is Father Joseph Lobbock, currently the pastor of Sacred Heart of Jesus Catholic Church in Wadsworth in my hometown parish. Welcome, Father. Thanks, Tim. Good to be here. Great to have you here. Thanks. We're going through the UCAT, the Youth Catechism of the Catholic Church about what we believe as Catholics, and we've been talking about the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass. And last time we talked about the Liturgy of the Word and we also spent a little bit of time talking about why it's so important that we go to Mass every week, if not every day. So could you could you give us a little recap and, and talk a little bit more about that, Father, please?
2: Yes, I'd be happy to do that, Tim. The um the importance, like I said uh yesterday, was that you know this is our most intimate moment with God. God entered into human history in a very bodily way in the incarnation and he does that in the person of jesus christ so so too he enters into our life in a very physical way uh through the bread and wine that become his body and blood the body and blood of jesus christ which we receive in holy communion and again we can't do that anywhere else no place else can we get that intimacy that closeness which we need, which we are searching for in our, in our lives. Everybody is looking for God in their life, no matter what they think or believe, that's what they're looking for. Some people know it, some people don't know it. But as Pope John Paul II said, Jesus Christ is the answer to all our questions everything that we ponder, everything that we wonder or bothers us, Jesus Christ is the answer. And there's no better place to see that answer, to hear that answer than at mass, when we see Jesus offering himself to us, to take and eat, take and drink. So we we're continuing then to talk about the liturgy of the Eucharist. Yesterday we talked about the Liturgy of the Word, and we can, went all the way from the first reading all the way up to the prayers of the faithful, the petition, the universal prayer. It's called many things these days. But after the, the petitions are finished, then typically the collection is taken up, which is an offering of the people, part their lives, which is, is, which is represented by the money that they earn to give something back to God, to give a portion of that back to God, because he's the one that gave it to them in the first place. Everything we have, everything we are, comes from God. We can work very hard for this, that, and the other thing, but if it wasn't for God, we wouldn't even be here, nor would we have the ability to work as hard as we do. So it all belongs to God. And this is an opportunity for us to give some of that, the first fruits of our labors back to God. And so that happens. And then in our church, after the collection is taken up, then the gifts are brought forward with that offering of the people, the bread and the wine that represent the people of God. This is ourselves coming up, being placed on the altar, that those things will be transformed to become the body and blood of Jesus Christ himself. So that begins with the prayers that the priest says, with the offering of the bread and the wine. He says a prayer over the gifts, and then the preface of the Mass. The preface is is a preface to actually the Eucharistic prayer. And at the conclusion of the preface, we have the acclamation of the Holy, 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 or the Sanctus the words of the angels holy 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 lord god of hosts heaven and earth are full of your glory hosanna in the highest this is the song of the angels and as i said yesterday the angels gather at the altar every altar that where mass is being offered then the prayer the priest goes in to the eucharistic prayer the eucharistic prayer contains uh, at a moment where the priest extends his hands over the gifts and calls upon the Holy Spirit to come down upon those gifts so that they may really and truly become the body and blood of Jesus. Then he takes the bread and repeats the words of Jesus from the Last Supper Take and eat, this is my body. Then he shows it to the people and he genuflects, and the people bow their heads in adoration in acknowledgement that this is God, this is Jesus Christ before us. Then he does the same thing with the chalice filled with wine. This is the chalice of my blood, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. And so then he shows that to the people. Then after that, we proclaim the mystery of our faith, the mystery of faith, that this is what Jesus has done for us. He is present among us, and we await his return in glory. He continues then with the the Eucharistic prayer, praying for our Holy Father, praying for our Bishop, praying for the intercession of the saints, especially our Blessed Mother and St. Joseph, and then praying for those who have gone before us in faith. The conclusion of the Eucharistic prayer, he lifts up the host, the paten, with the host on it and the chalice and says, sings the doxology through him, with him, in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, that this is all, this is the Trinity, this is God embodied in, in these two wonderful things that we see before us. The true body and blood, soul and divinity of Jesus Christ through which we pray, in we, in him we pray, he is present for us. And we all respond amen. And we're saying amen to the whole Eucharistic prayer, to everything that has gone before us, that this is what has happened. We have remembered the sacrifice of Jesus on Calvary, and even more than just remembered, that has been made present to us, again, on the altar. It's not just thinking about something that happened like George Washington crossing the Delaware, or Abraham Lincoln giving the Gettysburg Address. That's over and done with. We can remember it, but it's finished, it's done. This is just is remembering, but at the same time making present, here and now, the sacrifice of Jesus Christ on the cross, and his life is then given to us. So after that, we stand together and say or sing the Our Father. From the Our Father, we go into the the rite of peace. We offer that peace to one another and pray for that gift of peace that only Jesus can give us. Then the priest says some prayers to himself to prepare for receiving Holy Communion and we do the same thing, proclaiming the Lamb of God, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Have mercy on us. That again, we beg for that mercy before we come up to receive our Lord. Then, of course, the priest holds up the host and and the chalice. Behold the Lamb of God, who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. And we respond with the words of the centurion. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof. Only say the word and my soul shall be healed. The priest receives communion first, which means the completion of the sacrifice. Then the people are asked to come forward in procession to receive the body and blood of Christ. Only if we are prepared, if we are aware of serious or mortal sin, then we need to go to confession. So at those times, we may remain in our pew and make a spiritual communion until we are able to get to confession. One thing for sure is if we have deliberately missed mass through our own fault, and that means we need to go to confession before we can go to communion again. If we are married outside the church or living with someone outside of the sacrament of marriage, we need to take care of those things before we can receive communion again. It's out of reverence for what it is. Our life can't say one thing, and then all of a sudden we're going to go up and pretend everything is all right between me and God. We need the Eucharist in order to live a life in the imitation of Christ. But if we know that we've made choices that totally contradict that, that have pulled ourselves away from him, then in good conscience we cannot go up there and receive the Eucharist. If again they talk about the politicians that support abortion and vote in favor of bills that uh, support abortion, that's a, a very impo- that's a very serious sin. So they need to change that about themselves, examine their lives, and see where they need to go with that. And the mass then concludes with the final blessing, the dismissal that we are sent then to proclaim the gospel of the Lord. We are sent to glorify God by our lives, that we then live out what we have just remembered, the sacrifice of Jesus Christ by our willingness to sacrifice our life for him, by giving of ourselves to other people, to be the Eucharist that we celebrate, to be that Eucharist by what we do, our kindness, our compassion, our care for the sick or the poor, the needy, all of these things. Are ways that we live out and really
1: become the Eucharist that we celebrate. Father, would it be safe to say that when we go to Mass and participate in the Mass, that it's like heaven on earth?
2: Right, exactly. That's exactly what it is.
1: And we can't get that at home by ourselves or even no. with our family. We no need way. to come together as the body of Christ, right. as the community of believers. Absolutely. And worship God the way that he taught the apostles that he wanted to be worshiped. Not what I think, but what what does God want? Do this in memory
2: of me. It's very specific to do this. Do this. It's not a passive word. It requires action on the part of the church. And we are the body of Christ, the church. It's not just the priest up there doing his thing. But it's all of us together. Worshiping and sacrificing, remembering the sacrifice of Jesus Christ on Calvary.
1: I think it's important to note that we're still bound to listen and obey to the Ten Commandments. And the third commandment is to keep holy the Lord's Day. And prayer's been taken out of of the schools and out of the public place. And the Ten Commandments have been, so many people are ignorant of what the Ten Commandments are, that it's still required that we follow the Ten Commandments in particular, To only love and worship one God, not to say the Lord's name in vain, and above all, to keep the Lord's day holy. Holy. And there's no better way to keep it holy than receiving the
2: body and blood of Christ, being there to remember and be part
1: of the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. And we unite ourselves when we participate at Mass with Christ's once and for all sacrifice up to the Heavenly Father. Finally, Father, would it be safe to say that the holy sacrifice of the Mass is the greatest prayer? It is the
2: greatest prayer because it is a prayer of Jesus. Jesus offered himself on the cross to the Father. That's his prayer. Whenever we go to Mass, we are part of that prayer.
1: Again, we can't do that anyplace else. Well said, Father. We've been listening to Father Joe Lobbock of Sacred Heart of Jesus Catholic Church in Wadsworth as we go through the UCAT and talk about the holy sacrifice of the Mass. This has been Tim Perry. Until next time, may God bless you and yours.
0: This has been Faith with Father, a production of Living Bread Radio in Canton, Ohio. For an audio archive of this program, log on to livingbreadradio.com and click on Faith with Father. If you have a question or comment about today's program, email us at askfather at livingbreadradio.com. And join us again next time for another edition of Faith with Father.